Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Welcome aboard, this is Zaslow Show 2.0 Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0, it is a Tuesday, the 3rd of October Good to have you aboard. We have a lot going on today. We are part of the Believe Podcast Network. And, of course, everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is always presented by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. If you're dealing with a personal injury, you've been involved in any kind of an accident, if you've had a slip and fall, Slip and fall accidents can leave you with serious injuries, excessive medical bills, the inability to work. If your slip and fall occurred due to a hazard that the property's owner or management knew about and failed to correct, you may be able to pursue legal action against that person or business. If it's from a car accident, a motorcycle boating accident, hit and run. Anna Jarn Levine, accident attorneys. They're going to treat you like family just like they have me in support of Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jarn Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. 
A lot going on here today. Center of the sports universe, South Florida. Everybody knows that. Last night, Monday Night Football, terrible game. We had the Giants last night. I mean, I shouldn't say we were never in it. They, they they were in it until the pick six, I suppose. Seahawks win 24-3. to But hey, football's back. That's what we're most excited about. Yes, I had the Giants last night. That stinks. But what doesn't stink is bet online. Bet online, your number one information source for all your sports wagering info. All the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for all your football, NFL, and college at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. College football playoff, the Super Bowl, yep, that's right. BetOnline gives you access all the way through the season for the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the BetOnline website today or use your mobile device. Get in on the action. Remember, use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Marlins. The Marlins are back in the playoffs. I am dialed in tonight. My son's got soccer training this evening. I told my pal, hey, you got to take him. Pick up my son, carpooling tonight. I'm locked into the Marlins tonight. I'm not going anywhere that doesn't involve me sitting on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room, probably in my underwear, definitely Johnny Cuba in my hand. I'm watching the Marlins tonight, 8 o'clock, 8.08 first pitch. If you tune in at 8.09, you've missed first pitch. If you tune in at 8.07, you're too early. 8.08 tonight, primetime ESPN. I like that it's the primetime game. I know my guy Billy Gill on the Levitard show yesterday, he, he doesn't like it. He wants it earlier. He's a Marlins super fan. I like the primetime. Going to get through my day. Going to take care of some stuff I got to take care of. I don't know. I, I can't predict what's going to happen this afternoon. I may be able to accomplish some things. I don't know. And then we sit down on the couch and we're ready for the Marlins tonight. We're going to talk to Jessica Blaylock. Jessica Blaylock, Bally Sports Florida. She was in the in, in the visiting clubhouse the other day with the celebration. So I'm looking forward to hearing how that all went. She looked like she had a great time. I watched all the post-game coverage. And, and we'll, we'll get a preview of this National League wild card series for the Marlins with the Phillies. Very tall order for the Marlins. Phillies, they're the number one wild card team. The number four seed overall. The Marlins are the number five seed overall. <clears throat> all three games. Tonight, tomorrow, and then potentially Thursday. They're all 8.08 p.m. ESPN. On the call tonight, it's Carl Ravitch, Eduardo Perez, David Cohn, Buster Olney is on field level giving reports. So that's your crew for the next two, maybe three days. Jesus Lazardo on the hill tonight for the Marlins. A local kid who was traded back to South Florida two seasons ago. He's been great this year. Not like they're asking a whole lot of them. Go out and win game one against the Philadelphia Phillies, who the Marlins have played really well this year. But Lazardo, lo- Lazardo, local kid, grew up a Marlins fan. Parkland, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. So, hey, we're all behind you tonight, man. Bring it home, and if the Marlins can get out to a, a 1-0 series lead, now... Now you're cooking with gas. So we'll see what happens tonight. I'm very excited about the Marlins. I'm locked in. So 
And, and here's the scenario, okay? Maybe say, what's that? Because this wild card is new. Best out of three. You may be saying to yourself, Zazla, what? The Marlins don't have any home playoff games? Nope. And tickets went on sale for the divisional round. So yesterday, if the Marlins get through the wild card, they would play the Braves next round. Best out of five divisional round. I think those games are going to sell out or very close to selling out games three and four. I scooped up three tickets yesterday. Game three, NLDS against the Braves. We already know what the opponent would be. It's weird, right? Game three, NLDS against the Braves. I picked up three tickets. I'm not going to lie. We're in the Joy Taylor memorial seats, upper deck center field, like fifth row. They're they're great seats for playoffs. Those are the Joy Taylor memorial seats. Everybody knows that because on an opening day like 10 years ago, she goes and she sits in the upper deck in center field. Joy, you got to represent Zaslo and Joy show a little bit better than that. I'm sitting up there. It's the playoffs, at least, all right? You can't sit up there for a regular season game when you're Joy Taylor. I know Joy Taylor, Hollywood Joy Taylor, there's no way she would be sitting up there. But I already got my tickets. I'm sitting up there. It's a Marlin playoff game. So if they win this series, then they'll get some home games next round, the divisional series. All right, so that's where we stand right now. And like I said, Jessica Blaylock, she's going to join the show coming up. And we'll do a little preview, and we'll also hear about, you you know, the the celebration last week and that whole deal. It's Tuesday, which means we have an edition of Twitter Jam coming up. We're through week four of the NFL season, which means we have a new Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings coming up. You know I love a good power ranking, so we got that coming up as well. But let's start out here, Miami Heat Media Day yesterday. That's right. So Miami Heat Media Day yesterday, and we know the whole talk was Jimmy Butler's hair. It's it's a tradition, a tradition unlike any other. How is Jimmy Butler going to show up with the hair? You only wish he would have done it from like day one in Miami. Or I guess it was like, all right, I got to get comfortable. I got to make sure that I like everybody here. So in years four and now five, he shows up. It's now a thing. He even said yesterday, it's his Halloween. And after showing up with the extensions with the dreads, This year, he's got the flat hair. He says it's his emo look. He's all up in his feelings. He's got pierced eyebrow, pierced nose, pierced lip. It's disgusting. But that's his move now. He treats it like Halloween. And he's effing with all the TV networks. Because he definitely does not have that look anymore today. As training camp officially starts in FAU. And what he's doing, we learned with last year. You know, for for those who, who don't know. Media Day, they do all the pictures, they do all the promotional videos, which all the networks use all throughout the season. It's the same picture, ESPN, TNT, that they use all throughout the season. Sports Center, when they put up a player's picture and then his stats next to him, it's that same picture that's taken on Media Day. So now this year, Jimmy Butler just effing with everybody. The picture that gets used is him with the flat hair and the piercings. So he's screwing with everybody. That's now his thing. Which, and and by the way, you know, I say there, it's Jimmy Butler's fifth year. How about this? Jimmy Butler now officially with the Miami Heat longer than LeBron James. How about that? And like, yeah, it, it it was forever ago. It was, it'll be 10 years ago when this season's over. Crazy, right? 
LeBron was only here four years. Jimmy Butler now will have been here longer than LeBron James once this season starts. That's kind of weird when you think about it, right? I love him, though. I, I got to... At some point, I'll roll out my all-time favorite Miami Heat player rankings. Don't worry, Glenn Rice, you're not in jeopardy. You're always number one. Always my all-time favorite player, Glenn Rice. That's my dog right there. I'll, I'll update the all-time Miami Heat favorite Miami Heat pe- player power rankings at some point coming up. But let's hear a, a little from Jimmy. Let's give you a little bit of sound. We're going to do a bunch of sound today. Get everyone up to speed, what's going on across the NBA, that whole deal. So... Let's get a little bit from Jimmy. Here he is at the podium yesterday, and he is seemingly in good spirits. He's ready to go. It's a new year, new season. We came up short. Uh, I didn't do my job. We didn't do our job as a whole last year. But it's a it's a new season. I'm excited for it. Um, and, you know, we'll see y'all in the finals in June. Like I always say, I know what I'm capable of. Uh, I know what my guys are capable of. So we'll continue to play basketball as a as a unit, as a team, and somehow, some way, end up in the finals. This time we're gonna win it, and then y'all gonna say they got lucky. So I'm prepared for it. He means it. Like it's not lip service coming from him. He believes they're going to go back to the finals. We're gonna find a way, whatever the way is. We're gonna get back there, and this year we're gonna win it. And considering the four years, I, like. Man, it's an arms race in the East. Everyone is surpassing the Heat. The Heat essentially forced Milwaukee and Boston to do what they did this offseason because the Heat bitch-slapped them last year in the playoffs. Matter of fact, the Heat have bitch-slapped them two of the last, uh, uh, what are we talking, three years that they faced them over the last four seasons in the playoffs. Both those teams. The Heat did it to them in 2020. They did it to them again in 2023. And the two years, how about that, man? The two, so the Heat beat both Boston and Milwaukee in 20 and 23, and the years in between are when those teams had their kind of revenge. Milwaukee took us out in 4 and 21. Boston took us out in 7 in 22. I mean, those three teams, they're connected, man. And because of what the Heat did to them last year, both of them went out. It's an arms race and said, we were embarrassed again by the Heat. We got to do something huge here, even if it means we're giving up a lot or players that we really love. But Jimmy Butler, he goes, uh, like, I think also part of it, you know, you see Jimmy Butler up there with the hair, which you're not dressed like that if you're not in a good mood, if you're not in a joking mood, if you don't feel good. And I think Jimmy Butler with the hair kind of signals where he's at, meaning... I'm ready to go. We're going to have some fun. I'm excited about this season. His agent, by the way, and that'll come up a little bit in Twitter, Jam. His agent has been very vocal on Twitter as well about Jimmy being happy where he's at and that whole deal. So just the whole the whole team, the Miami Heat, you got other teams out there who will be desperate and make desperate moves for big stars. The Heat would like to make moves for big stars, but they're never doing it out of desperation. We saw that with Lillard and with Holiday too, most likely, where they value a player at a certain price, and they're never going to be bullied or convinced to go over what they believe that value is, what that price they believe to be. They're never going to do that. So the Heat are never going to operate from a position of desperation, and the players are, ne- you know, Bam, Jimmy, 
they're never going to get up there and show any t- any signs of weakness. They're never going to get up there and complain about what they don't have. They always have enough. And that was clearly the message yesterday from both Jimmy and from Bam. Of course, from the head coach, Eric Spolstra. It's what I love about this team, about the main guys on this team, the players on this team, the head coach. They take this game. They take basketball seriously the way that... Heat fans want them to look at it. They don't complain. They don't make excuses. They are ready to work. They expect to get back to the championship round. Nobody goes out in the media. We don't have this. We don't have this. I'm not going to sign this. Extension this. Trade me this. Trade me that. None. They don't do any of it. I mean, the one guy who maybe you would think would do something like that refused to speak yesterday in Kyle Lowry. I mean, get... Get the hell out of here, Kyle Lowry. Oh, my God. The, the whole, you know, here's the thing with Lowry, all right? It's it's a bigger picture. Do I want to hear from Lowry? No. I don't ever want to hear from Kyle Lowry. But there's a bigger picture here. Everyone on the team, it's media day. It's a day that you get in front of the cameras. The team introduces itself. Maybe get the fans pumped up. Kyle Lowry makes $30 million dollars. He refuses to speak yesterday. He was there. He refuses to speak. He's the only guy on the team who's exempt from having to do media yesterday. Nothing. You can't get up there and pretend to be excited about this coming season. If he's upset that the Heat are interested in trading him, there's a reason why they're interested in trading you. You've been terrible. You're stealing money. Get rid of this guy already. And I'll tell you, the Heat would love to get rid of him. They'd get rid of him for nothing just to get off the salary. But the thing is, nobody wants him. Why would anyone want him? What can they possibly get for Kyle Lowry? And that's why I said yesterday on Twitter, I James Harden didn't show up in Philadelphia. I am not a James Harden guy. I do not like him. I don't particularly want to have to root for him. But... If it meant moving off of Lowry, I would strongly consider Harden. Because he's still a lot better than Kyle Lowry. I would strongly consider Harden. If it meant not having to watch Kyle Lowry play basketball with a Miami Heat uniform on anymore. Now, that's not going to happen. If Philadelphia is holding out the way they're holding out, it's for something a lot more than Kyle Lowry. Because I'm not giving up any kind of real assets for James Harden. I would give up Lowry, and that's it. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm just saying. That's how bad I would want Lowry off this team. I would watch James Harden on a nightly basis rather than have Kyle Lowry on this team. But it's it's a big... I don't want to hear from Kyle Lowry. I don't ever want to hear from Kyle Lowry. But there's a bigger picture here. He has never ingratiated himself to this fan base, to this city... Or made it seem like he's here for anything other than money, golf, and eventually good weather, and eventually retiring. Let me ask you something. You're a Heat fan right now. Do you ever remember him in the Bally Sports winner circle after a game? Doing the on-court interview with Jeremy Taché or Will Manso? Do you remember him doing it? One time in the two years that he's been on this team, has he done a single post-game interview on the floor? 
I could tell you, now I wouldn't know this past year because I wasn't on the radio team anymore, but Lowry's first year with the team, we get a radio guest after every single win. He did not do radio after a win one time his first year here. Not a single time. I also know for a fact he has not done a single interview on any radio shows on 560 Sports WQEM or two years ago on 790 a ticket. Not a single radio interview. He's here to play golf, have good weather, get paid $30 million, and eventually retire. It's, there, there's a bigger picture, which is why it bothers me that he's not doing the media. He is bare minimum since he got here has made zero effort to ingratiate himself to the fan base. And, like, it bothers me. All the stuff that I love about this team, how serious they take basketball, how much they love basketball, and how much they love their fan base. Kyle Lowry exudes none of it. None of it. Get off this team already. I can't believe we're doing this on day one of training camp already. Because I'm going into this season excited. Wanted Lillard. Didn't work out. I'm excited to see what Hawkes looks like. I'm excited to see what Jovic looks like. I think Josh Richardson is going to be an upgrade over Gabe Vincent, who I really liked. But I think Richardson's going to be an upgrade. I'm looking forward to what Kevin Love looks like. A full offseason and training camp with the team. And I'm really looking forward to Tyler Hero, who's going to be awesome. I am really looking forward to this season. And hopefully... The reason that Lowry didn't speak to the media yesterday is because he's about to be traded. You gotta have your fingers crossed. But I'm excited about this season. So let me give you a little bit more about more from Jimmy. Here's Jimmy. This is through NBA TV with Taylor Rooks, who is, oh my God, she's phenomenal. It's so pretty. Here is Jimmy with Taylor Rooks about how he's feeling emotionally. All right, Jimmy Butler, we're going to have to begin with the obvious, which is a new look for you. Before we started, you said this was your emo stage. What does that look like for you? I'm just emotional right now. A lot have gone on in the past week with basketball. So, you know, I'm into wearing all black and then my emotions the box of tamper. just show. If you can name those emotions just that you have gone through within the past week, what are those emotions? So much has happened. I was excited and then angry and then sad and then excited again and then pissed off and then sad again. And now I'm excited. You just can't tell because I'm not smiling, but I'm very happy. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this roller coaster emotions that I'm sure you have felt. Starting with obviously the news of the Damian Lillard trade that he will be going to the Bucks. But what was your just initial reaction when you saw that? And then who do you direct those emotions to? I don't tell anybody how I feel. I just handle it accordingly. But I, I, I am happy for Dane to to be somewhere where, you know. He's wanted where he has a chance to win a championship. I'm also happy for Adrian Griffin because, you know, to be a first-year head coach and have some guys like you have, um, good for you. But, you know, I'm still going to be me. I'm, I'm going to go beat Dame, Giannis, and Adrian Griffin. 
Um, on our way to a title, like I've said every single year, and I mean it this year like I've meant it every other year. But um, the emotions, we got to use that. It's got to fuel us, and um, we'll go get it done. He really is the best. I, I love him so much. It's crazy. How do you not like him? It's crazy how you think one thing about a guy, and look, his behavior to get out of Minnesota was what it was, but we saw with Lillard. Like, that's the way, and we're seeing it with Harden. You have to behave that way. I, I don't like it, but you have to behave that way if you want to get what you want. But it's crazy to think you think you know you think one thing about a guy and then you realize what he's actually like. The reality is he's a crazy competitor and only accepts being super serious about winning, even if it means being an asshole when it comes to winning. And how does he show up yesterday? He looks ridiculous. Obviously in a great mood if you're willing to look ridiculous. If you want to get piercings in your face, obviously he's in a great mood. And then he tells you after losing out on Damian Lillard, he's happy for Lillard. He's in a great scenario. He's happy for the new head coach, Adrian Griffin. He's in a great scenario. And then he tells you he's still going to beat Milwaukee. I love him so much. He is everything I love in a basketball player. That, That is my dog right there. I love Jimmy Butler. Man. So they begin training camp today at FIU. Excuse me, at FAU. And and as far as Tyler Hero goes, look, Hero said all the right things yesterday. He's ready to roll. Uh, he, he, what I did find interesting, he wasn't 100% ready to return until after a month after the finals ended. Because remember, I thought we were going to see him for game four and was surprised that we didn't. So he, he wasn't ready. But it, this doesn't matter, like, if you think that Tyler's got some kind of hard feelings, he shouldn't. But if he does, this organization, this is not a problem. They will make sure Tyler has no hard feelings. And he's going to be awesome. And the crowd loves him. When Tyler Hero plays well, it excites the crowd like no one else on this team. The crowd loves him. Tyler is going to be just fine. All right, so let's do let's do a little around the league here as NBA training camps media day opened up all throughout the association yesterday. First though, guys, I've been telling you about one of our great sponsors, Sheets and Giggles. I tell you about Sheets and Giggles because they're helping us all get the best sleep of our lives. That's right. Sheetsgiggles.com. You're going to get all your bed sheets from one place and you're never going to have to shop anywhere else. The softest coolest, most breathable sheets around, and taking care of the environment, you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles. And it's fall, all right? Fall is here, that means you got pumpkin spice here, pumpkin spice there, but it also means Sheets and Giggles is having their annual Sheets and Giggles fall sale. Big discounts on eucalyptus bedding, that includes their highly cozy and breathable eucalyptus flannel that's right sheetsgiggles.com and if you use promo code zaslow z-a-s-l-o-w use promo code zaslow 20% off your first order at checkout sheetsgiggles.com use promo code zaslow you'll thank me later matter of fact you don't have to thank me at all I just love that you're getting the same kind of sleep that I'm getting over here in the Zaslow Mansion master bedroom where all that magic happens sheetsgiggles.com promo code Zaslow. So, media day all over the league yesterday. Let's give you a few quick hitters here. 
How about in Los Angeles? The Clippers. Now, we know the league. It's embarrassing, but the league had to come out with new load management rules, forcing players to play. They get paid to play. They don't want to play. The NBA player loves two things more than anything else, complaining and not playing basketball. So Kawhi Leonard was inevitably asked about the league's new rule. Wondering if you feel an obligation to play every game. No, I mean, I'm not a guy that's sitting down because I'm doing a load management. Like, well, my, when I was with the Raptors, it was different. Like, I was coming from an injury. And you have to know the details of a doctor. Um, but if the league is seeing or trying to mock what I did with the Raptors, then they sh- should stop because I was injured during that whole year. Um, but other than that, if I'm able to play, I play basketball. Um, you know, I work out every day in the summertime to play the game, not to sit and watch people play. Um, you know, so no league policy is helping me to play more games. I mean, look. The, the rule is not for guys like him who have a like a degenerative knee condition, all right? It's for the guys who are just sitting out for the sake of sitting out. But the thing that gets me, if I'm a Clipper fan, if Kawhi knows he is not capable of playing 82 games, he is not a full-season player, his body doesn't allow it, why does he get paid as a full-season player? If I'm a Clipper fan, that pisses me off. He should only be paid for half of what he gets paid. And then you could use that salary cap space potentially to add more players to your team. Now, I don't give a shit. I'm not a Clipper fan. I don't care what Steve Bomber's paying. But if that were on my team, yeah, it would piss me off. Why is he getting paid for a full season? Why can't we use that money elsewhere? Hey, the other team in Los Angeles. Here's LeBron James yesterday. He's ready for the season. Very optimistic about... um how we can pick off where we left off, and I don't mean the loss in the series. I mean from the trade deadline to how we played all the way up into the Western Conference Finals. I'm very optimistic on seeing how we can pick up from there. Um, like what you just said with the continuity, with the chemistry, there shouldn't be much teaching. You know, obviously we're gonna, you know, not you know, waste any steps. We're not gonna shortcut any corners or whatever the case may be. But there should not be uh, much teaching. You know, when it comes to You know, us getting back on the floor. We have that chemistry. All right, so LeBron's ready to go. He also said, by the way, that AD, Anthony Davis, is now the face of the franchise. You could say that as many times as you want. You're wrong. Nobody believes that. In Milwaukee, Damian Lillard introduced to the media. For me, I think I'm I'm approaching this season like just doing the work. You know, obviously, in my career, my life, I've never been a part of any situation that was that was not an underdog, you know, from my AAU program, I went to Weber State, I get drafted to Portland, like, you know, I've done a lot more overachieving in my career than like living up to it, you know, what was expected. So I'm excited about that. I think at my age and at this stage of my career, you know, I think it came at the perfect time because I'm prepared for, you know, a situation like this. Um, And Giannis and I spoke and it was, you know, the, the, I think the focal point of that conversation was just that, Yes, it looks good, you know, and it's a it's an attractive thing, me and him playing together, the kind of team that we have, but the work has to get done. And, you know, I think that's one thing that we're extremely like-minded about. You know, I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be more thankful uh, for this opportunity to play alongside uh, the best player in the league. You know, um, you know, it's going to be fun. Look, 
Heat fan needs to move on. He didn't play for us. He's never played for us. It didn't work out. No hard feelings on for, for, for him. I mean, that cockroach Joe Cronin in Portland, of course you have hard feelings. And Milwaukee's pretty much a rival. Like, I don't have harsh feelings for Milwaukee, but they're they're kind of a rival. And like Jimmy said, all right, you play for the Bucks now, still going to eliminate the Bucks come April, come May. How about in New Orleans? Z- Zion Williamson, is he ready to go? Uh, I think the best is still yet to come. Um... Like I said, spent a lot of time in New Orleans this offseason, working with the Pelicans, and like I said, my personal trainers, and, you know, we made a lot of changes, and going to see when the season starts. Put in a lot of things this offseason um, to not only prevent stuff like that, but how to react to it in the best way possible. So I think what the Pels have done is a good structure, and we'll see as the season goes. And let's make one more stop here. How about in San Francisco? Chris Paul looks weird in the Golden State Uni. Here he is about uh, about joining his new team. I mean, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Even with Dre, you know, we've been the craziest competitors against each other for, for a long time. And um, there's a lot of things to say here and there. You know, I, I tend to deal with things a lot more privately. You know, so we... We talked, went to lunch, had a great conversation, all these different things. Um, but also with all the different guys, Steph, Clay. I mean, I told you Clay and guarded me for years. We was playing pickup the other day, and he guarded me. And I looked out and said, we don't do this no more. <laughs> you know? And so um, it's, it's funny, man. Life is crazy. And, of course, nothing on James Harden because, true to his word, he did not show up, and he will not play for a team that has Daryl Morey a part of it. So that situation is a disaster for the second time in three training camps, right? Second time in three years? Four years? Three years? Second time in three years, the Sixers have a player in camp or not in camp that does not want to be there. And so, little update there, a little trip around the association, some of the bigger names, bigger stories in the NBA yesterday. Guys, let me tell you about Brunt Insurance, official insurance agency of Zaslow Show 2.0. Why is that? Well, it's not just because they're the number one insurance agency in the state of Florida, top five in the country, but I've been with Brunt Insurance. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. Matter of fact, they just celebrated their 10-year anniversary. I've been with Brunt Insurance for almost 10 years now because I know that when I go to sleep at night, I'm not going to sleep wondering, God forbid something happens to my home, how am I going to pay for it? Is it going to be covered? I'm getting the most comprehensive policy out there, and I'm getting it at the best rate possible. When you call Brunt Insurance at 954-589-2204, wherever you're calling from in the state of Florida, from Pensacola all the way down to the Keys, 954-589-2204. They have locations all throughout the state of Florida, so no matter where you're calling from, Greg Brunt and his agents, they know all the options. They know exactly the area you're covering, that you're calling from. They specialize in finding the right policy by educating you on all of your options. They're going to make sure you know the ins and outs of your policy choice. Maybe maybe you're not shopping for homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, motorcycle, boater's insurance. 954-589-2204. You're making the right call. 
Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they're going to make sure all of your options are crystal clear, fully licensed team. They're going to help you every step of the way. 954-589-2204, BruntInsurance.com. Let's get to Twitter Jam. Every Tuesday, we give you a Twitter Jam, something hot, hot story, hot topic, and we see who's tweeting about it. Today, how about the Miami Heat at training camp? All right, here's what we got. This first tweet is from SportsCenter. It's a picture of Tyler Hero. It says, Tyler Hero shared his thoughts on the Trailblazers. And this is actually courtesy of our friends at ESPN West Palm 106.3. Quote, I'm ready to just play the best. Portland ain't the best, so I'm not really worried about Portland. And you may be saying, why is he... Well, he was obviously asked about Portland and stuff that happened there. And he's taken a little bit of shot at Portland. And you understand it because there was this narrative about him coming out of Portland that... He's not a good player. He's not a worthy player to trade for. So, good for Tyler. I mean, fuck Portland. Seriously. This next tweet is from Wes Goldberg. He's an NBA writer. He also does a podcast. He does the Locked on Heat podcast. And here he tweets out uh, a clip of Tyler Hero. Asked if he feels wanted by the Heat organization. Where he replies, quote, I don't feel not wanted. I'm pretty sure Tua Tungabailoa said the exact same thing, right? With the whole Brian Flores stuff? Yeah, I think so. This next tweet, it's 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 from our guy Drew. Drew underscore star. But he aggregates like a mother. And here, he put a clip from the low post. Zach Lowe, ESPN, where it says, quote, If I were running Portland, I would have engaged Miami. It's okay for Dame's camp to be mad. You're seriously not going to call them? Not even at the last minute? Just to see what the landscape is for Hero? Are you... Willing to throw in everything <coughs> from Caleb to every pick and a young guy, end quote. Yeah, and, and see, that's my biggest problem. They didn't have to take a deal with Miami, but not even just to appease Lillard, call the Heat, tell Pat Riley to go fuck himself, and they'll tell Damian Lillard, all right, we talked, we didn't like their deal, we're going to have to go in another direction. But Joe Cronin is a cockroach. Yeah, that's it. All right, this next tweet is from Anthony Chang. Anthony Chang, he covers the Heat beat for the Miami Herald. And he writes here, uh, he's got a new story about don't tell Bam and Jimmy that the Heat isn't championship contenders this season. Jimmy Butler, quote, this time we're going to win it. And then y'all are going to say we got lucky. So I'm prepared for it. Okay. This next tweet is from Anthony DiNardo. All right. He's, he's also on the Believe Network. How about that? I'm on the Believe Network. There you go. And he writes here, Jimmy Butler is a national treasure. I love what he's doing. The fans need something to laugh at right now, and I love that he's in good spirits for another season. He also is providing distraction away from potential awkwardness surrounding Dame Tyler drama. Such a great teammate. Totally agree, man. And finally here, actually we got a couple more. This also is, uh, oh, our man Drew underscore star. He tweets out this quote from Chris Mannix, who covers the NBA from Sports Illustrated, loves the Celtics. Quote, asked about James Harden. I'd probably call Miami if they strike out again and say, would you take Harden on for one year? Would you give us Kyle Lowry and one first-round pick? End quote. Unfortunately, nobody wants Kyle Lowry. And finally, we'll close it with this. Bernard Lee, that's Jimmy Butler's agent. And he tweets out, this is in response to Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith said about Miami not going back to the finals, especially with that haircut, Jimmy Butler's agent, Bernard Lee, tweets out, when he does it, I guarantee you, 
like you always do, when you see us coming into the arena, you will stop and pretend like you were on the phone so you can do the fake run-in. See you in May. That is a hard call out there. I love it from Jimmy Butler's agent. And that right there is another edition of Twitter Jam. All right, so before we get to Jessica Blaylock, we'll do a Marlins preview. I'm very pumped up about the Marlins. Let's get to our Week 5 Zaslow Show 2.0 NFL Power Rankings. You guys know I love a good power ranking, and we got to update it after every week is complete. So last night, Monday Night Football, Seahawks crushed the Giants 24-3. That offense stinks. Maybe Brian Dabo is not, not long for... New York is the head coach. And Daniel Jones, terrible. But we are through week four. We are now looking ahead to week five. Let's get to our power rankings. And we do have a shakeup. Number five, Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. Jumping back into the power rankings are the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, they crush New England. They are three and one. Their lone blemish was at Arizona. I was really down on Dallas after their loss in Arizona because if you're going to take them serious as a Super Bowl contender, if you're going to take them serious as one of the best teams in the NFC, you can't go to Arizona and lose. But I think what we're seeing is, especially with the fight that Arizona put up against San Francisco this week, Arizona, they're not good, but they're not a pushover. And Dallas, they did exactly what a Super Bowl team should do, and that is crush the New England Patriots. Patriots are horrendous. But Dallas did exactly what they're supposed to. Dallas, number five in Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. Number four, Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. Dropping two spots are the Miami Dolphins. Yes, the Dolphins, they still remain in the top five. Dolphins are still really good. There's no, excuse me, there's no shame in losing at the Buffalo Bills. It sucks the way they lost at the Bills. Maybe they wouldn't have dropped two spots if they didn't get smoked in Buffalo, but we know how good the Dolphins are, and the same thing that I just said about Dallas, you don't go to Arizona and lose, take care of business on your home field against a shitty New England team, the Dolphins should do the exact same thing against a shitty Giants team this weekend, we'll see, we'll see if Miami can do the same thing Dallas did this weekend, yes, the Dolphins only beat the Patriots by seven, that game was in New England, This game for Miami is at home against the Giants. Number three, moving up a spot, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, the Eagles just snuck by Washington, but I think we're seeing Washington is a pretty good team, all right? Philadelphia, a win is a win. That's what it's all about. That's what Jalen Hurts said a couple of weeks ago. So Philadelphia, they're number three. Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the Bills jump all the way up to number two. Obviously, blowout win against Miami. But like I said, I think we're learning Washington is pretty decent. And Buffalo crushed them two weeks ago. So a 34-point win against Washington. A 28-point win against Miami. After that Jets game, they won three in a row. And Josh Allen, if you want to talk about early frontrunner for MVP, it's Josh Allen. Buffalo is number two. In the Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings Week 5. And remaining number one like they have throughout all five weeks this season. The San Francisco 49ers. In a game that Arizona was hanging around and hanging around. The Niners finally put them away for a 19-point win in the fourth quarter. Christian McCaffrey, probably the best weapon. Excuse me. 
best weapon in the NFL right now. He had four touchdowns. And Brock Purdy, I mean, are you kidding me? 20 for 21. The San Francisco 49ers coming at number one. So top five, number five, Dallas, number four, Miami, number three, Philadelphia, number two, Buffalo, and number one in the Zaslow Show 2.0 Week 5 Power Rankings, the San Francisco 49ers. All guests on Zaslow Show brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. You guys know what I'm talking about. European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. If you're out of Johnny Cuba in your household, you can purchase a six-pack, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. You know that's how I'm going to enjoy the Marlins tonight. 808 first pitch. I'm on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room. I got a nice cold Johnny Cuba in my hand. That's how, that's how you always drink responsibly. You do it in the comfort of your own home. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us here is our pal, Jessica Blaylock, Valley Sports Florida. Jessica, I was really excited for you. I, I sent you a message uh, right when yeah. the game ended. I didn't want to do it before the 27th out. That's a jinx, even though the Marlins had a four-run lead going into that ninth inning. So I waited until the final out, and I sent you a text. I was I was really excited for you to, to get to experience what you were about to experience in the clubhouse on Saturday night with the champagne and the beers. And I was especially happy for you because I I was sad for you that you didn't get to experience it with the Panthers postseason. So I was really glad that you were able to do it here with the Marlins. So just, I mean, tell me, tell me about how Saturday night went. And, and by the way, I haven't watched a Marlins postgame show all year. And I watched it in its entirety on Saturday night. I did not get off the couch. I really enjoyed all of it. Yeah, it was so much fun. And it's, you know, I keep talking to people about it. And I I like to think that every single day, I'm thankful for what I get to do. I mean, Zaz, you and I have had countless conversations about how we work in basically the adult playground, you know, getting to talk about sports, getting to watch sports for a living. Um, so I'd like to think to myself that I'm, I'm thankful every single day for what I do, but it's nights like Saturday nights that you really almost can't fully wrap your mind around. And I keep thinking about it and I keep thinking about being in there and having guys walk up to you and, and pour the champagne and the beer on your head. And like Matt Barnes jumping in while I'm interviewing Tanner Scott, seeing the emotion from Sandy talking to him and, and just, you know, I went up to John Birdie the next day and I was like, Bert you're one of the guys I'm most happy for because he and Sandy have now been here the longest out of any player in the clubhouse. And I mean, you know, we have been through some tough moments and some tough seasons. And so to finally have an experience like Saturday night, it's almost hard to put into words what it means to you and how you realize that there are so few people who get to do something like that and you don't want to miss a second of it and you want to take it all in and you're you're trying to focus on doing your job because I just I wanted to do the moment justice right like you always wonder how you're going to do when you get an opportunity like that and the biggest thing is you realize it's not about you it's about doing the moment justice it's about doing the players justice and Skip Schumacher, who has done a phenomenal job in his first season as manager of the Marlins. And it just, it was just so much fun. And I was so happy for the players, for Skip. 
Um, but I loved looking over. Honestly, one of my favorite things was looking at the way that the players were treating Kim Eng and how how every single one of them was gravitating towards her and how every single one of them was making her such a big part of the moment because she's done a tremendous job putting this team together. And this team is not necessarily a team that's full of household names. And I think that's what I love most about it. Yes, Louisa Rice is the defending AL batting champ and now the NL batting champ. Solaire's been a World Series MVP, but you've got a lot of guys who have made contributions on this team that are not necessarily household names. So for for these players to be able to to celebrate and to see the the joy and the excitement of that moment um it, it just was awesome from start to finish and uh the game itself as well right because you you could kind of feel it as each inning went by you're getting closer and closer and it was closer their to, night it was their night yeah it's to clinching a playoff spot and you're just you're trying to like balance your excitement but also knowing okay they've still got to finish the game and so it just feels like this whole moment that's building and building and building. And then when Tanner Scott finally got that last out, you just like this euphoria, I think just spilled over everybody to know they did it. It was amazing. I was, I was explaining to my son, you know, he's uh, and he stayed up and watched the whole thing with me, too. He's 14. So he's never you know, he's never experienced. I mean, yeah. look, to me, I, I hate even referencing the qualifying for the postseason in 2020. That, that, that's bullshit. That, that's not real baseball. It's not a real season. Like, it's it's just not – and there's no crowd in any of the games. It's not real. And so the last time the Marlins made the play, playoffs was 20 years ago. And and I – you know, so this is first time experiencing any of this. And so I explained to him, I go, make sure you stick around because – they're going to do champagne and, and it's going to be a whole celebration. And so I had to explain to him how, you know, when the Heat make the playoffs as an eight seed last year, they don't celebrate with champagne. You know, right. when the Panthers make the playoffs as an eight seed last year, they don't celebrate with champagne. Well, and they clinched, you got to remember, they clinched on a night that they weren't even playing mm -hmm. because Chicago beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. So we're watching not even like a game that the Panthers are involved in yeah. that means that they are going to the playoffs. Right. So like, it's just, it's such a different celebration. Well, yeah, because, because like I'm explaining, yeah. Because like I'm explaining to him, it's 162 yeah. games and yeah. it's a grind and they play every day. If an, if an eight seed in the NBA were to celebrate with champagne in the locker room after clinching a playoff spot, we would point and laugh at them endlessly. But it's not like that in baseball. It's different yeah. because it's such a grind to get there. Yeah, and especially after this last week that we had with the Marlins, everything that we went through in New York, I am still trying to recover <laughs> from just... The crazy bedtimes. I mean, we literally left New York after the 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 rain delay, suspended game incident. We didn't take off from New York. How angry? How angry were the guys getting on the plane? My gosh, I, I well, I think the anger had kind of dissolved at that point because they finally suspended it. Um, and everybody was just so exhausted and ready to get to Pittsburgh that at that point, I think we were just grateful that we were finally leaving. Um, 
I think there was a lot more frustration when we were still at City Field waiting to find out what was going to happen because it was there was no clearing up of the weather. I mean, it was pouring the entire time. Once the tarp came on, we did have those 20 minutes where it let up, where, you know, the guys came out into the dugout. You thought maybe, maybe, maybe we could try and, and get this in, but like the grounds crew wasn't doing anything to get the field ready. Everybody was standing around. It's one of the reasons Skip was getting so frustrated is because he was like, if this is our window, like we got to start doing stuff. We got to yep. start getting there. There was water. No, they all... were the, the Mets were fucking with you guys. It, like it that's was, what was happening. Yeah. It just was the whole thing was so frustrating. So I think honestly, by the time we got on the plane, we were just glad there was some sort of resolution. Well, and what was what was the hold up with MLB coming up with the scenario of, OK, you actually are not going to have to go back on Monday. What was the hold up there? I don't know why they put off making an announcement, because to me, it was almost like the longer we didn't know what the scenario was and what we were going to have to do. That was almost like more confusing than, and I, and I get like in the very beginning, because at one point there was a possibility that like it was going to have to be played because we needed to figure out if the Marlins were going to be the second wild card or the third. I'll tell wild you, card. I'd rather have the third wild card seat if it meant not going back to New York. Yeah, yeah. I so there, there were just <laughs> there's a lot of ins and outs of that whole situation that would probably take so much more time than we have to get into and why they handled it the way that it was handled and who the responsibility really falls with. But at the end of the day, doesn't matter. We finally land yeah. in Pittsburgh at 4 4.04 in the morning, get to the hotel at 4.36 a.m. I remember because I kept looking at my watch. I went to bed. I turned the lights off in my room at 5.36 in the morning. So probably most guys fell asleep in between like 5.30, a.m. And that's just part, right? That is part of baseball. It's part of the things that people don't see throughout the course of a 162 game season. Mm -hmm. It's not just the playing that many games in that many days. It's the 5 a.m. hotel arrivals. It's the going to bed one night at 1.30 in the morning, the next night at 6 a.m., the next night at, you know, 2 a.m., like that you're, it's just so hard to put into words. And I think that's why you make a great point of why they have the champagne celebration yep. and all that, because it is a culmination of so much energy and time and travel and time away from your family and time away from your puppies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just so many things that go into a baseball season that are so hard to even put into words. And why that moment of finally clinching a playoff spot is so significant yep. and so celebrated. I bought my tickets for game three of the NLDS, which of course we know would be against Atlanta. I've, I've never been to a major league baseball playoff game. I mean, I've only had two opportunities. Yeah. I haven't been to either of them. Uh, we, I picked up, I picked up a trio of tickets yesterday but this is going to be a really difficult wild card series. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, all three potential games begin tonight in Philadelphia. Jesus Lazardo, so cool for him who was dealing the other night. So oh. cool for him that he's a local kid. He grew up a Marlin fan, 
Parkland, yeah. Stoneman, Douglas. So you know he cares. And so he's getting the ball tonight. What uh, what what do we make of the pitching matchup tonight? I know it's Zach Wheeler on the other side. Tell yeah. me a little bit about what to expect tonight. Luis Arise, is he is he leading off tonight? What's his health situation? Go ahead. Yeah, so uh First, just starting with the pitching matchup. I mean, this is an incredible matchup because Zach Wheeler is nasty too. And, you know, Lazardo coming off of that um, strong last regular season performance where he just absolutely dominated that Mets lineup, who, by the way, has still, like, I know they are not a playoff team. I know maybe most disappointing team of Major League Baseball this year, but they still have some legit bats in their lineup. Um and and Lazardo just oh, mowed him down. Mowed him down. Ten strikeouts, eight on the slider. That that breaking pitch was just absurd. Probably the best we've ever seen from him. So if he can pitch against the Phillies the way he pitched against the Mets, you feel really really good about your chances in Game One. Um, and and I I was watching MLB Network the other day, and uh, I thought Mark DeRosa did a phenomenal job breaking down the lefty lefty matchup of Lazardo versus guys like Kyle Schwarber, who obviously low average but a ton of power. Um, the matchup against a guy like Bryce Harper, uh, but that's the other thing. You know, you look at that Philly lineup; they've got a good blend of lefties and righties. Trey Turner, who caught fire in the second half of the season after very surprisingly having some struggles this year. Um, we're obviously familiar with JT Romuto uh, and what he's capable of doing. So I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup and, and Wheeler on the other side, just ridiculous, right? Like 13 wins on the season uh, for the Phillies. He's got a sub three um, career playoff ERA, which is, really really impressive so uh, it's not going to be an easy not going to be an easy matchup for the marlins either um but what's crazy I... with game one somebody's facing elimination tomorrow night yeah yeah no i know it's it's insane but i think one thing that we've seen from the marlins this season they a lot of times rise to the occasion when they actually face better teams and better pitchers uh, and that's one thing that Jazz has talked about before. Um, some of these losses throughout the course of the regular season against teams maybe you feel like you should have beat or pitchers you should have beat. Sometimes this team had a tendency, I think, to almost I, – I hate saying play down to the competition because it is Major League Baseball. Every guy is in the league for a reason, and that's something Skip talks about a lot, like never underestimating your opponent. But I'll just – go back to what Jazz said. Sometimes they do play down to their competition, but a lot of times rise to the level of, of these really good teams, um, which was evidenced in that sweep against the Atlanta Braves in the month of September. Uh, so I think you're going to get a huge boost from, I would be stunned if a rise isn't in that leadoff spot or maybe batting second. Um, and that's the sole reason why they did not force him to come back okay. when the ankle wasn't ready. I mean, I saw Boy, what him. a big hit for him on Friday night, oh, huh? What a boost, too. Like, and I love that the entire time he's running down to first base, he's pointing and looking into the Marlins dugout because they know what a – yeah, just like what a, a morale boost that is to be able to yeah. see him pinch hit, get a hit like he's done all season. But, I, I mean, I watched him all last week on the road with the Marlins. He – had an air cast on while we were in New York was struggling walking was still visibly limping 
Um, but then in uh, Pittsburgh, had the ankle taped, had the air cast off, took ground balls, you know, a couple days in a row, looked so much better on Saturday. And he even told me that Friday night after we talked to him when he pinch hit that he felt good enough to be back in the starting lineup the right, next good. day. Uh, but they didn't need to force it. You know, they did not need to force it. And now you have a Louisa Rice who's had a week plus of being able to rest, being able to get treatment, being able to feel so much better and being in a good spot for getting back in there tonight. So um, I think that's going to give you a huge boost. And I think just riding the momentum off of knowing, you know, you really had to, to truly battle until game 161, 160.2, if that's how you want to refer to it, since you didn't finish technically playing the game against the Mets. Um, and, and just another thing, being that team that nobody is really giving a chance to. It's like it doesn't matter what the Marlins do. Nobody wants to acknowledge that they're like a worthy contender for the playoffs. And I think if anything, you just harness that and let it carry you with that mentality of, okay, well, let's let's show people then like why we're here and why we can make a deep playoff run. So I know we, we obviously we have Lazardo tonight. We have Braxton Garrett, who is slated tomorrow night. So yeah. does that mean tonight, as far as the bullpen goes, like, is it all hands on deck, everybody else, to try and get this game tonight? Yeah, I would think all hands on deck because, again, like Skip always says, you are managing, you are playing to win that game that night. Yeah. You never think about, okay, we're, what, what? maybe I don't go with this guy because I might need him tomorrow. No, like, especially life and death, you know, like you said, if the Marlins don't win tonight, they're already facing elimination tomorrow. You play to win the game that night. That's what matters. So I would imagine everybody available, whatever the circumstance, whatever Skip Schumacher needs to do, you are going to manage the game. You're going to play the game to win that night. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going it's to be fun. What, uh, what, what are your emotions like tonight while you're watching? Are you nervous the whole game? Oh, I... Yes, always, right? Even during the regular season. I mean, it's... Baseball no playoffs are so good for people who don't watch, you know, a ton of Marlins throughout <laughs> yeah. the year. Every pitch, literally, every yeah. pitch is so important for what yeah. happens the remainder of that at bat. The difference between a 2-1 count and a 1-2 count, it's enormous every yeah. single pitch. So MLB playoffs, no matter what you think of Major League Baseball, if you think it's, it's boring or it's slow or what have you, MLB playoffs are always so good. I'm also really interested to see tonight or, or starting this afternoon, the pace of the game. There's no reason to believe that it's going to be any different from the regular season, right? Yeah, I think maybe a little bit more slowed down. Because more pitching changes, maybe? Yeah, and just, you know, just the what's writing on every single game, right? Like, what is... And, the and clock is the clock. Yeah, the clock is the clock, but I do think you're going to see more guys take the clock as far as they can. Okay. Right? Like, I, I think you're going to see a they, little... A lot of times they pitch at seven or eight in the yeah, regular season. A little bit slower of a pace because it's the playoffs. Um, but, I, I mean, yeah. And, 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 by the way, how good has the pitch clock been for the Love product it. of Love Major it. League Baseball? Love I mean, Love it. huge, huge difference I thought this season was so enjoyable. I thought it was so much fun. I think 
it made baseball fun again. Like all kind of all the new rules that they've implemented and stuck with, um, I think has been great for the game. But but yeah, I think you'll see things slow down just a hair, uh, not significant because, like you said, the pitch clock is the pitch clock. But I think you'll see maybe some guys take it all the way down or, or more guys calling time their you know, time out at the plate to get themselves settled in the box. Like I think you'll see a little bit more of that than you normally would have seen in the regular season. Now, if the Marlins fan wants a little bit of extra local coverage, uh, what do they have on tap tonight? Yes. Kelly Sacco is in Philadelphia. She'll be doing not only the Marlins radio call, uh, but she's gathering all sorts of interviews for our social media at Valley Marlins. Yesterday, she caught up with Jesus Lazardo ahead of his start. You can watch that interview online. She talked to Joey Wendell. She talked to Josh Bell. Um, so she will be there uh, representing Valley Sports, and she will have you covered with all sorts of cool content on social media. All right. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I think you've done a good go. job getting the Marlins fan excited here. It's, I mean, I remember what 2003 was like. Like it was uh, Major League Baseball playoffs are really, really great. Uh, excellent job, Jessica. Always love having you on. And, and look, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll do this again next round, hopefully. Yeah, yes, please. Let's, let's put it out there that we will be talking again for the next round. Great job, Jessica. Thank you. Appreciate it. Always love coming on with you. Great job by Jessica Blaylock. And, and yeah, like I told her, really happy for her. She, she missed out because of Marlins duties on the Panthers and the playoff run and celebrating and she loves the Panthers, and she got to be a part of something uh, that that never happens, and that was the Marlins clinching a playoff spot there. So really happy for her. I watched that whole post game; it was a lot of fun. I'm I'm dialed in tonight, man. I'm excited. You guys should be also. Major League Baseball playoffs are always so good, and this year we get our team in it. All right, you know what's also so good? Get yourself a new car. The official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0 is the only place I'm sending you. We're talking North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. If you're thinking about getting a new car, you go on over to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You're going to walk in the doors. You're going to be greeted by a member of their friendly sales team. They're going to ask you, hey, what are you looking for? They're going to help you find the perfect car for your family. You're looking for a Subaru SUV for the whole crew? Maybe a Subaru sedan just for yourself. Whatever you're thinking, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. And at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you could be payment-free for the rest of 2023. Make no payments for just about 90 days, the end of the year, when you purchase any North Fort Lauderdale Subaru vehicle. Any of them. Shop from home if you want. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. NFLSubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. You know how we do. Big deal or not a big deal. Let's start things off. So, Jimmy Butler's hair. It was the talk of the NBA landscape yesterday. And in, in real time yesterday, on first take, here is Molly Karam showing Stephen A. Smith video clips of Jimmy Butler at Heat Media Day. Oh my God! I, I, I mean, what 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 the hell is that show on Showtime? P something? What, what what's the name of that show? I don't have that show. Huh? Be Valley with that? I mean, I know that's not Jimmy, but my point is that, that, that that's the look. I don't know about all that. I will say this. I respect the fact that he's a big 
turd, to say the least. Because they got no Miami. You ain't going back to the finals with the crew that you got with Milwaukee and Boston, who is now Boston is not a favorite in the East. You ain't going to the finals with them two in your way. I can right. that much. That's probably not. Stephen A, not only did he not get Dame, but he strengthened Boston because in trading, Milwaukee trading for Dame, they shipped that true holiday who then in turn lands in Boston. So now you got three bona fide bucket getters on any given night. JT, JB, and Holiday can lock it down. You got Przingas. Now they are a little smaller without Robert Williams. So who you going to yeah. deal with? Who's going to guard Giannis? Who's going to guard Joel Embiid? But Jimmy should be mad because yeah. Dame Lillard wanted to come there and he seemingly like he Miami should have got Emo, I feel like Emo Jimmy is very fitting. He should feel emotional about it. He should I, feel I, like I, he's I love doing his Jimmy, best. Jimmy Butler's a good dude, but that that particular yeah, look, yeah. By the way, hold on. this is not a big deal. Stephen A. Smith's going to make it like it's a thing because that's his thing. That's good fodder for a reaction on shows like First Take. You can't take anything he says there in response to something like this with anything but a grain of salt, this is not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So the Manning cast last night, here's Peyton and Eli watching as the New York Giants. I had the Giants plus two and a half last night and the pick six, that was the end of that bet. You had no chance after that. And just listen to Eli's reaction. He was distraught on this pick. All right, here we go. Give me something. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Look at play. I don't know who was more upset, Eli or Brian Dayball. Uh, Eli was he, Eli was shook. That was the end of the game. Uh, that's obviously a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So I didn't get to this yesterday. After the Sunday night football game, the Sunday night football crew, the studio crew, uh, Jack, Jack Collinsworth, Tony Dungy, Rodney Harrison, their post-game guest was Chiefs lineman Chris Jones. And... Listen to Rodney Harrison. By the way, what a great job Chris Jones did by not falling for this trap. But Rodney Harrison here, totally trying to come up with a soundbite and trying to bait Chris Jones into talking about how shitty Zach Wilson is. Was Zach better tonight than what you anticipated he would be watching him on tape? And you could be honest. Um, honestly, yeah. uh, if I'm being completely honest, we knew it was going to be a battle. He's continuing to get better week in and week out. And he's continued to lead week in and week out. But watching that tape, man, you got to look at this dude and say, oh, he is garbage. Like, we should we should really tear him apart sure. earlier. Like I said, Zach Wilson is special, man. You just got to give the guy time. You know what wait, I mean? Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Zach Wilson is special? Yeah. I think he had a special night, but I don't think he's special. I've got to prove that over. You're special. Because you proved it over a course of time. <laughs> He's not special. I'm just saying, Chris. Hey, listen. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is such a dirty move by Rodney Harrison. And he, he apparently called Zach Wilson yesterday and apologized. Look, he was a very dirty player. And that is a dirty as hell move on national television. I mean, he he's either feels some kind of personal way about Zach Wilson. Or he's just totally trying to bait Chris Jones into saying the thing about Zach Wilson. I mean, he had a great game. He really did. He, as if Zach Wilson didn't get it enough throughout the entire week, including Joe Namath, the most beloved New York Jet, 
that Rodney Harrison on national television after a game that he played well, it's so unprofessional. And you may be saying, great job by Chris Jones. And you may be saying, Zaslow, you say Zach Wilson's garbage all the time. Yes, two things though. One, I'm not on national television. And number two, I'm not a former player. Like that's the, that's the thing. As a former player, talking about that, Rodney Harrison, he was a very dirty player, and that is a very dirty move. Finally, big deal or not a big deal? How about Mad Dog Chris Russo yesterday on Mad Dog Unleashed? You know that's my guy. And here he is. Even if you're talking about Rodney Harrison, he does not appreciate the bad language. I only uh, came to my attention a few minutes ago because it was on Peacock afterward, but uh, that uh, scumbag, uh, Rodney Harrison, but that, that, let's not use that kind of language here, please. That, Jeff, that, I'm not using that, okay? Uh, about anybody, this is this a sports show at 3.15 in the afternoon. Where, uh, this is not This is not at 11 o'clock at night, uh, uh, you know, trying to get clicks. That not, What you think about that person, fine. You don't say that. Not here. Not on this show. It's a family-oriented show for the most part. Let me do the screaming. That's not right. Kenny in Springfield, Massachusetts. Look, it's a family show, like Dog told you there. And, and he's on Sirius XM. You could say whatever you want. You know, a, a podcast here, I could obviously say whatever I want. Sirius XM, you could say whatever you want. When, and I, I tell you, as a longtime listener of Dog, Dog will say something like, gosh darn it, if he gets really mad, and then he apologizes for the language. He's very big on language. So uh, that's a big deal if you're going to go on Dog's show and say something like scumbag. And that right there is another edition a big deal or not a big deal yes great show today how cool would it be to start the show tomorrow with the marlins up one game to none and the phillies facing elimination tomorrow night i don't know we'll see i can't predict the future today's show brought to us of course by bet online make sure you like you rate you comment you do all that stuff thanks everyone to help put together a great show today you guys are wonderful can't do it without you We'll talk to you tomorrow on Zaslow Show 2.0. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba... Stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.